0: Ugh, Lou, I can't handle another open mic. We always end up with the strangest of people coming in, spouting off nonsense and poetry, and poetic nonsense. I suppose it won't be all bad having the night off, assuming that... Oh, oh no, not you. Good to see you both again just got back from a trip to my home on Earth in time for open mic and oh, do I have a tale to tell you, to tell you all, I hope you're all, uh, oh, a sign here, okay, third in line, <laughs> third in line, yeah, right, I'll tell you third in line, oh God, no, He's the reason I hate these nights. He's gonna start singing. He's gonna start singing. I know it in my... Oh, there, there he goes. Welcome weary traveler, pull up a chair, warm yourself by the fire, and let me sing you a song. A song about the tales The tales from beyond Tales from Beyond Staring at the somber end Man aged thirty five with soft brown locks and an average brown eyes with a completely normal build for a man of his age in the place that he was, this is to say he was five foot ten inches tall with a slight overhang to his belly but otherwise fit with skin turned to the texture of leather by the sun that beamed down upon him every day at his job at the docks. Day, like every other day of the walking week as well as some Saturdays, the waking man awoke to the smell of coffee being presumably put on by his well-awoken wife. For a moment, the waking man languished in the silence of his bedroom, but reminded himself that today was no day for waste of time, if there ever was one. He arose quickly after this thought and gathered his outerwear, which consisted of an out-of-the-ordinary collection for a Thursday. He first threw over his bare body a white linen shirt, followed by the coziest and only pair of well-tailored black pants he owned. Then came a comfortable coat he had owned for nearly a decade. This ensemble was one that he typically reserved for Sundays at church, but today was a time where he wanted to look as he did for God when he still believed. On the coat, there was a visible patch in the blue fabric from some time in the past when he had snagged it on a stray nail sticking out of a support beam from the pier. The beam had attached to it a crudely drawn image of a child with a much more skilled hand seeming to ink the word missing on the top of the page as well as the child's name Eliza Harton. The waking man, running his hand over his jacket to dust off the material, hit the patch and briefly wondered if she was ever found. He was well, truly ready now for the overcast day that lay outside his window, but he was getting ahead of himself. First, coffee. He walked outside his bedroom to the remainder of his home where his wife had a cup of the sweet brown liquid freshly poured and awaiting his lips. He obliged the alluring steam that was drifting up from the cup and felt the perfectly tempered coffee slide down his throat with a soothingly bitter sting. He looked up to his wife and smiled. This was happiness for him, at least a moment of it. His awoken wife soon joined him at the table with the most luxurious meal the waking man could imagine. Two pieces of sausage caramelized in the rich maple syrup they'd purchased on special order ages ago and was only used in the most precious of occasions. Four slices of bacon with a peppery crust, three eggs, or was it four? Quantity was hidden by a slice of fresh sourdough toast as well as the remainder of strawberries that had been bought at the market the day prior. The waking man ogled the meal and then looked at his wife who smiled back, offering her hand across the table in a familiar fashion. The waking man's smile faded as he shook his head. His wife was left to bow her head and pray alone. However, regardless of his desire to participate or not, he felt his wife's fingertips just barely clutching his knee as if to say, you are with me, whether you like it or not. She raised her head soon after and they began to enjoy this fine breakfast with chatter about their day before, and how they laughed together at the performing clown at Trilleton Plaza. Soon the conversation drifted to not just yesterday, but all the days before today. They began to reminisce about when they met in a downtrodden pub near the docks nearly eight years ago. She was a barmaid and he, as he still is, a dark walker coming off of a Saturday of mandatory overtime enforced by CET Shipping and Freight. The waking man was not a drinker, but was certainly a fan of staving off the loneliness of the night a bit longer if he could. So when asked by his friend Thomas if he'd like to join a group of four fellows for a round he quickly agreed. Soon he was seated at the table with five other men commiserating about their jobs. Two of those men the waking man saw just last week at the same pub. They held each other's hand and raised a glass to the waking man as he caught their eye. He nodded, but did not join. Thinking back to it now, he wished he had. They could have discussed the many years since they last had a good chat, but alas, he did not. By the time an hour had passed, the waking man had nearly met his limit for social interaction that evening. Fortunately, He decided to push himself ever so slightly past that limit and lasted long enough for shift change to occur at the bar. He was met with what he considered to be a rare beauty as his now wife entered the tavern. His mind first began to wander toward what having sex with a woman would feel like and then he wondered what the moments thereafter would be like. It was the curiosity of both that made him set his normally introverted self to the side and act, or give the appearance of, being confident and brave as he strode over to the woman. He began by making small talk in an awkward and nearly nonsensical way as it was clear that his act was no more than that. While most women, especially those who were on duty, would be put off by a random bar patron approaching, this one seemed to find this display both adorable and pitiful. She listened as he started off strong but then fumbled over his words before at last admitting he thought she was beautiful. And would simply like to know her. It did not do any disservice to the waking man either that his now wife looked him up and down back then and also wondered what sex might be like with this man. So it was arranged that on Sunday after the time of the Lord they would meet at the waking man's simple abode and fulfill each other's curiosity. He soon left after making a bit more conversation with his now awoken wife and could barely sleep with the thoughts racing through his head. But at some point, sleep did find him, and before he knew it, he was exiting the church and racing back home. He arrived at his abode and tidied up each of the two rooms. He then sat down in his dining room and waited. He waited for what seemed like an eternity, which in reality was only three minutes before he heard a knock at the door. The waking man had not realized they attended the same church, and in his haste had stormed past the woman on his way out, which she found odd. He let her in and greeted her with a smile. She pointedly mentioned trying to say hello before he sprinted away, and the waking man looked mortified and apologized profusely. He had simply been too focused on getting home and preparing for her arrival to notice. She smiled and accepted the apology before sitting at the simple dining table. The waking man had prepared coffee for her early afternoon visit and set a cup before each of them. He looked at the beautiful woman before him now and said that he hoped the best cup of coffee in all of london made up for his earlier slight she laughed as she sipped and said that it was certainly more drinkable than the coffee at the tavern the waking man wondered aloud if they had coffee at the tavern to which she assured him they did not he chuckled gently and they talked for a long while about their lives before they knew it the conversation had trailed on until night had taken over the land and coffee had been exchanged for alcohol. Soon after, they began to shed the various layers of church attire onto the floor and found their bare bodies tangled together on his bed. It was a wonderful, albeit sometimes awkward, exploration of biology, and something could be said for the human condition after they finished. However, the waking man could not think of a way of avoiding it, so he left it as a thought for now. They awoke the next morning to the light shining through the nearby window illuminated their skin as she traced her finger over the arm of the waking man. He smiled at her and placed his lips against her own before rising from bed. They made breakfast together and talked until the man needed to head to work. From then on, their relationship soon flourished into a completely lovely, yet ordinary love story involving roses, resilience, poetry, and a ring which his wife gladly accepted in exchange for a few more poems and a promise to keep the beginning of their love story as a touchstone for the rest of their lives. They were married by the sea and chose to continue living in the waking man's home after this two-year journey toward marriage. Soon the rekindling of old memories came to a close between the pair and they smiled at each other warmly. Their plates were now empty and the coffee was all but gone. The awoken wife rose from the table and grabbed the waking man's hand lifting him up. She placed his hands on her hips and began to sway back and forth slowly. He picked up on her insinuation and followed the dance. Soon she began to hum a simple tune as they swayed back and forth for a few moments. They stopped as the woman looked into the man's eyes and tears began to form in hers. As the facade of her smile faded. And she wept into his shoulder. The waking man tried to remain stoic and strong but soon he began to weep as well. He stood there for a while weeping but then the man remembered that today was no day for wasted time. He picked his awoken wife up by her thighs and looked into her red eyes and smiled before kissing. Her hands went to his face and clutched tightly around his cheeks while her straw like blonde hair shrouded them in a sort of abyssal realm of simple, endearing affection. Before long, they were back at the beginning of their love story. By the time the awoken wife and waking man had finished their activities and gotten dressed once more, it was near midday. They exited together, holding hands as they did, and left their dirty dishes on the table. They were greeted by dark grey skies and a light drizzle of rain which pelted against them as the winds began to pick up. From here, their plan was to stop by her parents' home, so they began to make their way through the oddly barren streets of the city. They did come across the odd man out who was wandering the streets alone, but otherwise it was a silent, solemn stroll across the cobblestone roads on this particular Thursday. The walk went quickly and they arrived at the woken wife's home in 30 minutes. While his wife entered the home after being let in by her mother, the waking man remained on the street. He looked at his wife and tried to muster a smile, but she was clearly not fooled as she shut her eyes for a long pause, as if trying to wake up from a dream. When she opened them once more, her husband still stood there and she knew this day was real. This life was real, and all she could do was cry and claw her hands into the waking man's back. There they remained until it was time to let go. The waking man waved to her parents and kissed his awoken wife one last time on her forehead before heading back down the street. Alone now, the waking man began to realize the dismal state of the streets and the world around him. The wind was whipping feverishly about, tossing stacks of trash that had been accumulating for weeks in the alleyways all across the roads. The man looked to the sky and noted how dark, yet vibrantly active the clouds seemed to be, with light seeming to strike throughout the all-encompassing mass now. Before long, he heard the distant echoing of thunder, then a bell. He strolled the streets he grew old on, methodically remembering everything he could while he walked back down to the docks. At that corner, he had been beaten by a local butcher for stealing a pig ear, and down that alley he kissed a girl for the first time. On this slope, he once rode in a friend's wagon before a wheel came loose and flung him on the stone. He still had a few scars to show for that one. On this staircase, he tried smoking a cigarette before quickly purging his stomach of all of its contents. At that bar, he met his wife. And at these docks, he lived and he had worked as a dock worker every weekday and on some Saturdays. They were mostly covered by water now, but the area was unmistakable. He reached the driest edge of the docks and felt the water washing into his shoes as the thunder grew louder and the chime of a bell typically used to guide ships to port was now being rung continuously and furiously. On the horizon, the waking man could see the reason for the warning. Forming miles and miles from the shore was an insurmountable wall of water, with a strange red hue to it. As the waking man stood there, staring at this somber looking end to his own mortality, he reflected on why he chose to stand here alone, instead of waiting the end of it all with his awoken wife. It was all too easy to answer though. He wanted to remember her alive, instead of watching her die. The more pertinent question, perhaps, was if this hopelessness was his best hope. The waking man ran through his options once more, just as he had first done when he heard about the impending calamity. The wave was growing closer, and he could now hear what sounded like strange shrieks echoing across the sea. He could have ran with his walking wife to another city, and maybe avoided this disaster, but it sounded as if this was truly the end for all. So, the other option was to enjoy the weeks they had left and embrace what may come. To him and his wife, the choice had been easy. So they gave up hope and lived fully. The wave was nearly upon him now. The waking man looked up to the strange entity of destruction as it fast approached and then told the sky he was scared. He could feel it now as his breath became more rapid and his body began to shake. He swore when he decided to stay, he would embrace his fate with bravery and confidence. But now here he was, in a state of frozen panic. He wasn't ready to die, he wasn't ready for his wife to die. He wasn't ready, but the wave was upon him. traveler this is your end of the episode fireside chat with jake hello it's me hope you enjoyed the episode a bit more narrative driven than the past few weeks um needed a more steady even-keeled one voice type deal for this one been a bit sick because the plague is continuing to scurry around the world um, we'll be back with the next episode in the adventures of legend, uh, storyline in the next couple of weeks. Um, but until then, please leave a like review, a subscription on any of the podcast services, Google, Spotify, uh, Apple, and, uh, follow the podcast on Twitter at High Weary traveler. If you aren't already, um, other than that, Hope you had a wonderful holiday. You're getting a great start to the new year. Making big progress on those new year's resolutions or lack thereof. And uh, see you next time.